Doom Multiversal Q, your guide of the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And for all of you new listeners who are joining us on this episode, we are your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. Yeah, we said it twice. That way you remember it. Yep. Uh, so for all of the new listeners who have started listening because of the Halloween special, the way that we normally do things is in cycles of 10 episodes. So every, uh, I don't even know what the word would this for this would be, but it's like for every first, fourth, and uh, seventh episode, we usually do a what if for every second, fourth, or second, fifth, and uh, eighth episode, we normally do like a standalone universe, and then for every third, sixth, and ninth episode, we cover part of the Exiles. And then for every 10th episode, we do one of the big DC universes, since they were all polite and numbered their episodes from, or since they were all polite and numbered their universes from 1 to 52. Even though 10th, are, are the ones we did, were they all numbered universes so far? Uh, no, I think we were sort of cheating on that, but... Yeah. <laughs> like, when we'll do the uh, Grant Morrison one, that will be like uh, seven whole universes, because Grant Morrison works that way. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't think Nail and Another Nail was a numbered universe. No, but I don't think we did that for our 10th uh, episode. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. No, because 10th was the uh, Shazam universe, so Earth That's S. That's right. Yeah, but I think the uh, last one we did wasn't. But uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves, or we're getting really off track. So, Exiles, uh, if you're unfamiliar with it, they are a group of superheroes from different universes who hop around solving missions to try and fix their timelines so they don't end up dying or worse. Turning into a pool of liquid, like Morph. Yeah, uh, they pretty much explain what's happening, or what would happen uh, to everyone, and so... Let's go over our team right now. You say the name, and I'll explain who they are. First off, we got Mimic, team leader. Uh, yeah, Mimic is uh, Calvin Rankin. Uh, in his world, or well, normal, normally Mimic is a X-Men villain for a while. He can mimic the powers of up to five mutants at half strength. And he's been the team leader so far, especially since... Link, who comes from the Age of Apocalypse, who he had been dating, ended up finishing her missions and getting sent back to the Age of Apocalypse. Bam. Morph. Uh, Morph. I'm forgetting his actual name. But uh, Morph can transform. He's sort of a goofball, which sometimes works, and sometimes he makes really horrible, horribly timed jokes. Yep. Nocturne. Nocturne is Talia Josephine Wagner, or TJ. She is the daughter of Nightcrawler and the Scarlet Witch. And she can possess people. She has her own hex bolts. And... That's what so I thought she got, like, the worst part of her parents' powers. Well, it could be worse. I mean, there was Magnus who died way back in issue two, and he had the power... He was the daughter of Rogue and Magneto... And when he touched people, they turned into metal. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough there. 
Up next, Sasquatch. Sasquatch is Heather Hudson, an alternate uh, black version of Heather Hudson. Uh, in this universe, she became uh, Sasquatch instead of the normal guy, so she's the brains and brawn of the team. Mariko. Mariko is a alternate version of Sunfire. Uh, she is sort of notable for being one of the prominent lesbian characters of the Marvel Universe. And she is the alternate version of Mariko Yoshida, who normally Wolverine tries to marry and then that all sort of goes to hell. Yep. And lastly, new team member, Magic. Uh, Ileana Rasputin. Uh, she is ruthless. She is the character who, uh, if she was in your role-playing game party, she would just kill the villagers who have the problem. That way they are no longer complaining about the problem. And she has a soul sword, and she does stepping discs, and she is a garbage person. Well, this version. Yeah. Normally, we are big fans of Ileana Schnaufleck. I love it, yeah. And, uh, yeah, here she is not. This week, we are covering two arcs from Exiles Volume 1, numbers 31 through 32, which is called Avengers Forever. And then 33 through 34, which is called A Second Farewell. Uh, Judd Winnick luckily comes back on as the writer for these two arcs because the, uh, the last arcs were written by Chuck Austin and there was a serious decline in quality. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention actually to who wrote them when I started reading issue 31. I was like, oh, the series got a lot better. It's like Chuck Austin, I guess, did find his place. I'm like, oh, as, as I started 32, I'm like, oh, it says Judd Winnick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jim Calafiore is on pencils. Mark McKinnon is on inks. Transparency Digital did the colors, and Dave Sharp did the letters. And that's the team for everyone except for issue 33. So we will get over to that. Uh, we have covered our exiles, and so... We start this scene off on Earth 3931 as the Avengers are attacking a base, with the Avengers being Captain America, Giant Man, Falcon, Wasp, Polaris, and Hawkeye. But guess what? What? They're vampires. And we find out that they are actually attacking a shield base. It's sort of a cold open where it's like, oh, we're at a base with a bunch of security people. Oh, the Avengers are there. Oh, the Avengers are vampires. Oh, the Avengers are killing people. Oh, this is a shield base. That's not good. And then it cuts away to our friends, the Exiles. Do you know how they got all their information from this universe? An internet cafe. That's right. Good old Morph. Yeah, well, Morph is at an internet cafe using the internet. And uh, it's really funny because Nocturne is inadvertently riffing on because she's like, oh, the Avengers are vampires? What's next? Reed Richards ruling Latveria, the Daredevil as the kingpin of crime. And uh, before, I've read this series so many times, I never caught that. But because I've been listening into Journey into Misery, at the, at the time that this was coming out in 2003, it was during Mark Wade's run on the Fantastic Four where they had, uh, where Reed Richards was ruling over Latveria. And this was during part of the Bendis run where Daredevil had taken over as the kingpin of crime in New York. Nice. Yeah, so 
So yeah, I didn't catch that either. Because at first it was like, oh, this is like very like prophetic because Daredevil's the kingpin of crime in Spider Gwen. Yeah, yeah, no, no, this is that murder doc. <laughs> no, this is a lot more hilarious and timely. But it's one of those things that you don't get unless you get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like as it came out. Yeah. So as we uh. So we get a flashback of how Captain America became a vampire. Uh, normally in Captain America 253 and 254, Baron Blood, who is a Nazi and a vampire, tried to bite Captain America. And normally Captain America's chainmail armor stops it. In this universe, the armor ended up breaking, so Cap became a vampire. And for the second time dealing with vampires, a new vampire immediately kills his sire. And, and Captain America becomes the new king of vampires. Which, I mean, the same thing happened when Wolverine became a vampire, and then he immediately killed Dracula. Yep. I, why Why would you turn your enemy into a vampire thrall? Like, turn them into a zombie, or, like, turn them into something without their own will. But, like, don't turn your enemies into actual, full-pledged vampires. Yeah. And... It seemed to work with everyone else, because, I mean, you got the rest of the Avengers to join them. Yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure how the vampire alignment change thing works in this universe. Yeah, but or it, in any Marvel universe. Yeah, it's questionable and inconsistent. And their mission is to stop the Vampire King from releasing the enchantment that will enslave the city, which they get from the Talus, which is sort of their device that Mimic is currently wearing that tells him what their mission is. And for once, their mission is very clear and simple. Here's where we have the problems here, because this, again, is where they start discussing what to do. And Ileana's like, we should just go kill him. And everyone else is like, no, we shouldn't just go killing him. I'm like, but you guys are wrong this time. Yeah. like This is about vampires. This is a different thing. Like, she's in the right this time, guys. Yeah, but Mimic does point out that uh, Magic nearly killed Moira Taggart, which is... Probably different than Moira MacTaggart, or it's an editorial slip-up. Um, Magic probably crippled Black Panther's son, and Magic may have lost some Morlock kids forever. And it's well, like... we don't know what they were doing at that time. Maybe Black Panther's son needed to be crippled. Yeah, we have no idea about what was going on, but, Mag but Mimic is just like... No, uh, we're not listening to you, Ileana. And then Magic tries to hit on Mimic, and then also Sunfire. So, possibly canonically by Magic. Hot damn. Yep. And Mariko ends up having the really good idea of contacting Union Jack, who typically fights Baron Blood. Uh, they're related. There's like one side of the family that's evil, the other side of the family is good. But the Union Jack title is passed down from generation to generation. Uh -huh. And it turns out Union Jack of this world had retired three years ago because he got half of his face messed up by Captain America. But he's willing to give them the information that they need. Uh, that the totem that was stolen from the shield base has something called the Makodive enchantment. Uh, that can allow the user to enslave a million people as zombies. And it turns out that there are only six locations where this enchantment can be done. And two of them are near San Francisco, which is where the X-Lyles were teleported to. 
I love that Union Jack retired because of like his facing. It's like, dude, you do also know that you wear a full blown ski mask. I'm like, it's not like anyone can tell. No, but I mean, like, have you ever had a like, you've cut your knee or you've like gotten scraped and you've had to like wear jeans on it? Yeah. Yeah, like that sort of hit hurts, and it's like imagine that like permanent scarring there and putting a mask on over it. I mean, uh, you don't need you don't need to wear a mask, and theoretically, you could find like magic to cover it up. Well, there's also that. I was going to say, he also doesn't need the mask. It's not like the vampires don't know who Union Jack is. Yeah, it it raises a lot of questions. I would just say that he's lazy. There we go. And so the uh, team decides that they're either going to steal the totem or kill Captain America. And Magic explicitly is ready to do both of them. And then she's also explicitly told to shut up by several members of the team, which I like. Like, I think Chuck Austin was much more willing to have a unremorseful magic on the team who really never suffered any uh, side effects except when she got punched out by Angel, which is pretty embarrassing. It is. But no, now that Winnick is back on, everyone is sort of like, no, Eliana, get your shit together. We are not going to have you uh, powering through this team. We've got character development to have, and not killing alternate versions of your brother and loved ones. And so the Avengers are near the ruins of the ancient temple of the High Lord Kalak, which is now actually a skyscraper. The Exiles show up. Uh, Polaris and her horrible alternative costume get staked through pretty much immediately. Yep. And it's mostly balanced. Uh, Magic gets taken out like a chump by Hawkeye. And then Hawkeye bites Sunfire, uh, inflicting her with the Vampire's Curse, which is weird just because I've been doing a whole bunch of reading on how vampires are supposed to work in universe. And it's like, no, he would have had to give her vampire blood or he would have had to drain her multiple times. But it's like, that doesn't matter. Vampires. There's like so much that doesn't make sense with like vampire like lore. <sighs> yeah. It's very inconsistent. And so the fight keeps intensifying as Cap and Mimic are just yelling at each other until Mimic ends up bone clawing off uh, Captain America's head. And then Captain America just puts it back on like it ain't no thing. And uh, so this is another part that's like starting to get a little bit old with the Exiles team. Mm-hmm. Is it's just Mimic going on, oh, the Cap I knew was like such a great man and leader, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude... You've done this, like, long enough now. Like, just get over yourself. Like, this is very clearly not the same Captain America. No. Captain America, or, uh, Mimic, Mimic mostly complains, especially now that he no longer has his girlfriend. Yep. And so Captain America, the Wasp, and Falcon uh, end up running out because all the other members of the Avengers got murdered. And the Exiles are like, we should probably cure Sunfire. And they're like, magic. Get us over to England. And Magic's like, oh, I, I don't think I want to do that. I don't think I'm strong enough. And they're like, Magic, you do it or else we're going to get rid of you. And she's like, pip, pip, cheerio, we're going to England. Which is amazing. It is. And uh, Union Jack is immediately like, oh, yeah, let's kill her. And then she bursts into flame and he's like, oh, she must be running a fever. And it's like, no, Union Jack, she's she literally has firepower. So he's like, oh, no, she's... She's running a fever. We can still cure her. 
and it turns out the only way to uh, kill her, or the only way, the only way to cure Sunfire is if they kill Captain America. But because of the Makodeeb enchantment, the only way they can do this is with a soul sword, which Ileana has because even though she gave her last soul sword to Angel, for unknown reasons, uh, her new one works just fine, and Union Jack is like, oh, cool. I'll help you stab some Draculas. And so... I'm the head vampire. Grandpa? No, I'm the head vampire. Mom? And so Captain America is in the other location in San Francisco uh, with his remaining Avengers, and he started the spell, which has ended up uh, zombie-minding the population. The team and Union Jack show up, steal the totem, and because there are now less vampire Avengers there, the Exiles are winning, and magic ends up uh, going behind Cap and shanking him with the Soul Sword. Yep. At, at which time, Union Jack reveals that he is actually from the evil Crichton side of the Fallsworth family, which yeah. means he is the descendant of Baron Blood, and so now he is the new Vampire King since Captain America done got shanked. And then he gets lit on fire. Yeah, yeah, Sunfire burns him alive because she's feeling all better. And as they are teleporting away for their mission, Union Jack casts a spell that messes with the Talus. And the first thing that we see is Sasquatch and Moore from the snows of Canada with the Wolverine who has just escaped from the Weapon X facility after getting his adamantium bones. To be continued. Right dun, now. Dun, dun. Right now. Yeah. Uh, so, one thing I will say, I was glad that they decided to do that with Union Jack doing something to the Talus because at first I just thought that was like so thrown in there. Like last, I thought that was going to be like a really lame ending if it just like kind of ended there. Like, hope I'm actually the head vampire and then she, he just gets like stabbed again. Mom? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so next is the second arc, the second farewell, uh, where uh, the only main difference here is that Tom Mandrake did the art, which I really liked for this issue. No, it was a good art. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're basically introduced to this Wolverine who is insane with pain and rage, and Sasquatch is pretty much ready to deal with him. And so they're trading blows and... Uh, during the battle, Morph ends up getting cut in half, which really doesn't matter. It just really pisses him off. Yeah. And Sasquatch... like, no blood or anything. Yeah. And he's kind of, like, clay. Like, that, like, foamy kind of clay mm-hmm. that we did in art class back in, like, elementary school. Yeah. And uh, Sasquatch is able to escape Wolverine, but she is heavily injured. She, so she has Morph, like, help to stitch her up. And... She admits that she doesn't want to risk Morph's life and that she's actually had to kill a Wolverine before. Uh, she uh, remarks that Morph has no scent, and so she ends up knocking him out so she can go and fight Wolverine, and we end up finally getting her origin story, where she had been a leading scientist who was studying gamma rays as part of a cancer research, and due to the experiment, she ended up becoming Sasquatch. Uh, she ended up causing the formation of Alpha Flight because it's like, oh, we have this new hero. Let's make a team around her. 
Yep. And eventually they brought a savage wolverine into the team where he eventually regained his humanity and is given a terrible, terrible costume. Oh yeah, no, that alternate universe costume is horrible. (laughs) And the uh, two end up falling in love, though. Uh, And they got married, but she ended up having to kill him because uh, one of the things that Weapon X left in his brain ended up causing him to go mad, and she killed him and never really got over that until the time that she came out to the Exiles and was plucked from her universe. And so in the present, she ends up finding Wolverine, and she gets him to stop fighting, and she reverts back to her human form for a second, and the two embrace, and then she and Morphar teleported away with Sasquatch being thankful for that moment of peace. Cute. It was a very emotional story. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, it was a very well done story. Mm-hmm. Props, Judd Winnick. Mm-hmm. But not as good and emotional as the next issue. Yeah, which has back on Jim Calafior and Mark McKenna with Transparency Digital. Uh, so in a previous uh, Exiles arc, they ended up going to a planet where Doug Ramsey was going to die of a legacy virus. Warlock really didn't like that, so the two ended up merging together. And the techno-organic virus that is part of Warlock ended up merging with the legacy virus, and it became a new virulent strain of the techno-organic virus. Basically, everyone who gets touched by it becomes... Uh, Techno-organic zombie. Yeah. And so Sunfire and Nocturne end up appearing outside of Las Vegas. Or as I like to call it, Lost Wages. That was a Frisky Dingo reference, Devin. Yeah. Nothing? I haven't watched it for a while. (sighs) Womp womp. See, when I think of my great ones... Hang tough, Luke. I'm going to be back and go get some Goblin Army. Uh, but speaking of Goblin Army, they had ended up solving most of the issues with the Vilox uh, by uh, when Morph realized, oh yeah, there's no Asgardians on this world. So he ended up reaching out to the Asgardians. They were able to uh, get Asgardian blood and make a vaccine and also cure. But there are still patches of Vilox out there. Uh, Nocturne is freaking out because, like, this is, like, maybe 10 or 20 superheroes turned into Vilox, and so she's trying to get Mariko, who's pretty much burnt out at this point, to uh, fly them to safety, but as they do, Mariko falls unconscious, only to wake up in the hospital where she finds Dr. Pym, and also Mary Jane Watson, uh, who is Spider-Woman of this universe, and... Uh, they had a sort of relationship. Uh, Misconnection, if you were. Yeah. And so Nocturne is spending her time trying to find the other exiles and finds out that they aren't on this world, but also none of the members of the team are aging. Yes. And meanwhile... And that, there's a question. Was that all the time? Yeah. Okay. Like, I couldn't tell from Dr. McCoy if that was like in their weird little anomaly thing of them getting separated or if that was all the time. No, that was all the time. Like They had not aged since the last time they were in the universe. Okay. So Mary Jane and Mariko are sharing 
basically how they came out and how that sort of separated them from part of the world. And it's this really touching moment. Like, Winnick uh, does a good job writing LGB characters. As time goes on, Sunfire is straight up in love, and Nocturne ends up warning her that eventually they're going to need to leave the world, and she doesn't want both of them to end up getting hurt. And Sunfire is like, it may never end, because we've already been here for three weeks. And Nocturne's like, yeah, but if we never get our missions done, then you're going to end up in a cell with deadly radiation and all the other stuff that's happened to the Exiles is going to happen. Yeah. And it turns out that Mary Jane had heard the entire conversation. So a few days later, uh, Mary Jane and Mariko had been at the movies. They end up getting into a fight when Mary Jane reveals that she heard the conversation and she doesn't want to get any closer. She doesn't want to heal. She doesn't want to get hurt when Mariko has to leave. And Mariko just says this is the happiest she's ever been in her life. Yep. And it's just going to be worth it. And they need to stick together for how long, for however long they're going to be, even if it's one minute or ten years. Yeah. And then after two weeks more in the future, they end up coming back from a mission as they're talking and making plans. And as right, they're talking, disappears. Yeah. Leaving Mary Jane alone, and so we just get this moment where she's like... Beast is talking to her, and he's asking if she's alright. She says, sure. And Beast questions further, are you? No but it helps to say that I am, which, which is a callback to something yeah. that Mariko had said earlier. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a really touching, good character story. Like, both of these were for female characters who really hadn't gotten those moments yet. Yep. So, next time on The Exiles, we get to see the Fantastic Four again in another universe where it's better than the what if where we read about the thing mutating and someone dies. <gasps> it's Ponce. Oh no, not Ponce. Uh, and now it is time for everyone's favorite segment of the show. Oh, wait, is Winnick still back in the next time? Yeah, Winnick is still back. Okay. How long is he around for, Luke? I think we've got maybe another 10 or so issues. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, we've got another two episodes or so with Winnick still on. Nice. And then when he comes back on, Chuck Austin is better, but he's still Chuck Austin. So. Nice. Uh, but yeah, now it is time for our favorite segment of the show, Trials of the Multiverse. If you're familiar with the Good Egg, Bad Egg segment from Journey into Misery or either of the list segments from War Rocket Ajax, this is us doing pretty much the same thing where we're putting every universe onto a chart that you can find at our website at multiversalq.com. So the first universe that we have is Earth 3931, which is the Vampire Avengers universe. I like this one. Uh, are we saying... Top half? Top quarter? Top half? Maybe top quarter? Okay. Well, our current dividing line is the Hulk versus Alpha Flight universe uh, for the top and bottom half. And our dividing line between top quarter and bottom quarter is the original Marvel bullpen is the Fantastic Four. 
I like this one better than Marvel Bullpen. Okay. Uh, did we like it more than uh, Hulk Becomes Banner when he's angry? Yes. Uh, better than Storm and Norman, our original ship. Ooh, I don't know. It's a pretty good ship. Well, right above that is What If Colossus Was Magnetized. That was pretty good. And then above that is What If Aunt May Became the Punisher. I, I don't think it... I think it's just above What If Colossus Was Magnetized, personally. Yeah, but I don't right. think it's better than Aunt May Punisher. Yeah, Aunt May Punisher was fantastic. So, Earth 3931 is our new number 25. Vampire Avengers. Next, we have the Wolverine Escape from Weapon X, which is Earth 9927. Uh, top half or bottom half? Well, this is a tough universe to put. Yeah. It's really nothing happened. But that has not really prevented us from putting those sorts of universes above. It's true. Uh, well, is it better than uh, some other Wolverine universes that we have? Is it better than What If Wolverine Hibernated? Yes. Okay. So is it better than What If Devin Was Spider-Man? Yes. Is it better than What If Marvel Published Nursery Rhymes? No. Okay. So our new number 72... Is Earth ninety nine twenty seven, and for those of you who are uh, listening, uh, we have done a joke special where every universe in that ended up making on making it onto the list, and it it has left us with a very weird list. It's a very strange list, mm-hmm. and now we have even more ways to make it stranger with the new. Official Seeker Wars official guide to the Marvel Multiverse book that came out today. Oh, yeah. As of we recording this. It looks like Doom has a metal mustache on that cover. It does, but I enjoy that. I want Doom to have a metal mustache. Mm-hmm. Uh, so up next, uh, because we actually got our background and we've been putting other people's background on here when that gets filled in, we have Sasquatch's home universe, Earth 3470. I liked it. I like that one. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking top quarter material. Yeah. So, uh, is it better than uh, Hulk becomes banner than angry? I think so. I think so. Uh, do we want to just skip up to is it better than Aunt May became Punisher? Because I think it is. I think so. Uh, is it better than what if Punisher was a stern fatherly type? Ooh, I don't know. I, I think it had a lot more emotional resonance with a limited amount of space. The Punisher issue, you mean? Yeah, it did have a lot of emotional. <laughs> when he put Doctor Doom in his place. <laughs> but yeah, no, I put it above that. Uh, I, I'm I'm good at putting it above Identity Wars, and then we come to Justice League: The Nail and Another Nail, and X Men: The Animated Series. And I'm not sure if I can put it above all of X Men: The Animated Series. And I don't know if I can even put it above a nail on another nail. So, right above Identity Wars? Yeah. Okay, so our new number 22 is Earth 3470. 
Sasquatch Home Universe. Okay. Uh, so currently, Legacy Vilox is our number 62 spot. I want to move it up. I'd move it up now after this universe, this one. Mm-hmm. Because it's definitely better than 62. Yes. So, uh, where are you feeling? Uh, top half? Top quarter? Top half. Okay. Well, currently, with that taken off, our new middle spot is Really Evil Professor X. I feel like that's just the generic middle spot. It always works its way back there. It does. But, so, um, it's better than that, though. Yeah. I mean, I'd still even put it, like, maybe, like, middle to upper of the second quarter. Okay, uh, well, is it better than Kamala's fanfiction, The Avengers on Planet Unicorn? Oh, man, is... No. Yeah, uh, is it better than What If the Leader Decided to Buy a Hat? Yes. Cool, so our new number 42... Is Earth eighty five forty five Legacy Vilox updated episode for your convenience? Okay, and then we have the three loosely mentioned universes that do not actually have any numbers, but let's put them on anyways. Uh, we have the world where magic nearly killed Moira Taggart. It's not even Moira Taggart. It's like even weirder. It's Moria. The I came after the R, which made it even more confusing to read. <sighs> yeah, it's it raises many questions. Uh, so, so first, it's like, are you going for Moira? Or are you going for Maria? Because he kind of half-assed it and went for both. So where does Moria Moria Taggart go? I guess we need to play a game. Did they have it coming? Were uh, they the problem? I don't think so, but I think uh, my head canon is that like Moria Taggart was accidentally attacked by magic in a universe where they're supposed to kill Moira McTaggart, and uh, magic just had very little patience for doing the right thing, and Moria ended up getting stabbed on accident. Okay. So, magic stabbed Moria. Where's the bottom? Uh, are we going to say around, uh, our current, like, uh, okay, Wolverine Lord of Vampires, better or worse? I like right there. Uh, well, is it better than Wolverine Raised a Piece of Shit, Dakin? No. Okay, so we've got a dividing line between those Wolverines. So Earth, question mark, magic, stabbed, Maria Taggart. Up next, we have magic, pro uh, we have magic, probably crippled Black Panther's son. Again. Head cannon. What are we going with? Did he have it coming? How uh, old is the kid? Was he being annoying? I'm thinking that maybe this was a situation where they had to stop Claw from stealing all the vibranium or something. But Black Panther is too old, and when 
Magic got really tired that Black Panther didn't want to work with the Exiles at all. She ended up, like, walking out of the castle and accidentally shoving Black Panther's son off, like, one of the giant pyramids that they have down there. Which probably crippled him. Okay. So, top half, bottom half. Middle. <laughs> Let's put it right under what if Professor X was really evil. You mean really evil Professor X? Yes. Which, okay, so our new 70 is Earth question mark magic shoved black panther's son off pyramid. And then our last one is Magic Lost Some Morlock Kids. I think this one was one of those missions where it's like you don't have to save everyone, but you just need to save a few of the, or you have to save like a minimum number of uh, NPCs. And so, like, she didn't even try and take everyone with the stepping discs to get them out of limbo. So the Magic left kids in limbo in alternate universe. It's just the Morlocks, so. Yeah. So, uh, really a big loss. <laughs> uh, top half or bottom half? And I guess think of it this way. If they have a fighting chance in Limbo, if they had stayed alive, Sabretooth would have just murdered them later. Oh, that mutant massacre. Yep. Okay. So if anything, she did them a favor. And they'll she just... gave them a fighting chance amongst the demons. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, I'm thinking we're looking at bottom or top half content well, now. It's definitely a top half universe. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, is it better or worse than Callisto, Mistress of Mysticism? Yes. Uh, better or worse than Spider Man and Timely Correct Web Shooters? Yes. Uh, better than alternate Fantastic Four powers? Yes. Better than Gotham by Gaslight? No. Okay, so our new number 36 is Earth question mark magic left Warlock kids in limbo. Uh, Multiverse of Q is a weekly podcast. Sometimes we get extra episodes in, but the easiest way to keep track of that is to follow us on various sites. Uh, we are on iTunes. We are on Twitter at Multiverse of Q. We are on Tumblr. We are on Facebook. And uh, you can always visit our website to see things like the image gallery at MultiverseofQ.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Coltreg, K-O-L-T-R-E-G. And I'm also on the Stuff Podcast. You can find me at Fredo Fett on Twitter, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And next week we will be doing a surprise what if. So we'll see you then. And thank you for listening. Out.